What's up, soccer fans? Welcome back to the Americans Abroad Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. Joined as always by my sidekick, also known as my son, Cole. How's it going today, Cole? Doing pretty well. Um, just, uh, you know, another normal week. Not a normal not week. too much happening. Yeah, yeah so. not, it really was. It was sort of a... We'll get to the soccer in a little bit. Sort of just a quiet, sort of laid back kind of week. Had the chance to have some fireworks, what we thought would be in that uh, the All-American Italy match, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, before yeah, we jump so into soccer, let's, uh, let's start off as we sort of normally do with an off-soccer topic, and that is the cheaters known as Michigan. It's, I'm I'm still confused about the whole thing. Like, I'm not. It, it seems like unnecessary cheating. Like, I don't feel like they're getting that big of an advantage. Is there necessary? But cheating? it is cheating. Well, I guess you the idea I mean? is, and you know, who was it that uh, is Bielsa? Remember, Bielsa was. <laughs> Watching somebody else's practices. Uh, that's that seems like really unnecessary cheating. Like filming soccer practice. I'm like, that doesn't give away. It doesn't seem like that's no, gonna be able to help you what, win the game. The funny thing about that, now we are talking about soccer, was that he seemed to like in South America he just that's just customary practice. You do it all the time. And, and that feels like a lower like that doesn't feel like quite as big a deal to me you know what i mean like filming a soccer practice doesn't feel like it gives you that much of an advantage no i mean because pretty much you already know who they have and most teams play a normal you know how they play yeah it's not that they they don't the good teams don't have to change for who they're going to play especially not changing it up in the wherever they were it was late in the season it was like not like the first week of the season it was like so it seemed necessary, but yeah, the Michigan thing. I don't even. You probably know more than. Yeah, I'll, I'll run by it. In, I do. You know, in the since we are in the South, and the tradition of the South is they would say in NASCAR, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So uh, I mean, you know, NASCAR is the master of, of cheating to get that little advantage, and I guess that's what Michigan was doing. And you know, of course. Um, you know, they're trying to – Harbaugh's trying to say, uh, well, I didn't know anything about it. Coach, The head coach never knows anything about wrongdoing. But some guy smart, low smart on the totem – yeah, Somebody who's been on the staff for several years, uh, not to disparage our military at all, great respecter and reverence and appreciation for our military, but a former military guy. And evidently – you know, it's normal in games that they have people, and some have been really, really good at it, about stealing the other team's signals. Right. Uh, and that's legal. There's nothing wrong with that. If you can watch, and a lot of times you'll have coaches, and especially, you know, some of the staff members, probably, you know, some of the other guys who don't have real coaching responsibilities, they're trying to figure out, can they find a pattern in the signals of the other team through the first several series? Because I guess the idea, if you can know whether it's going to be a run or whether a pass is called or what format or something else, every little advantage, if you can get that to your defense or if you can get that to somehow your quarterback, 
that's going to give you an advantage. But what you can't do, and I never realized this was a rule, NCAA, you cannot go to future opponents' games and scout them live at their game. Well, scout their signs. Yeah, scout their signs. And evidently, that's what he was doing. Um, You know, they switch film and you get film all the time, but you can't go to the game. And evidently, this guy, he was buying tickets on both sides of the field on the 50-yard line. And, you know, and evidently he was really good at it and he was able to figure out what their future opponents, what their signs yeah. were. And, you know, here all the time, you know, college players after game and there's been rumors, Auburn supposedly has been really good about it in the past. And, you know, you hear in bowl games how the other teams seem to know exactly what they were going to call. And sometimes maybe they didn't know exactly what they were going to call. All right. Well, I did see a pretty damning video on Twitter of the first possession of the Ohio State game. He, the guy, whoever this guy is, he was standing next to the Michigan defensive coordinator and, like, at the line of scrimmage, like, Ohio State's changing the play, and he starts whispering to the defense coordinator, and everyone on the Michigan sideline starts, like, signaling it's a pass. It's so... uh, that's um, a pretty damning video out there on the internet right now. Well, it's um, going to be interesting to see if, you know, I mean, obviously this year so far, Michigan and hadn't played anybody that's any good. And so they were going to win no good, matter so what. It's going to be, but they are good. So oh, they've be been accused, you know, Big Ten teams have accused them for the last several years of stealing signs in an unethical way if there is an ethical way of stealing. Uh, so it, it'll There's be interesting to in see scenario. what happens there. I'm an anti-Michigan fan, so, hey. There's an ethical way to do it in this scenario. Yeah, well, there is. It's got a gamesmanship, you know? If you can do it during the game, and there are. There's there's a great story on The Athletic for someone who wants to look more and talking about the history of sign stealing. And evidently, one of the old Indianapolis Colts uh, guy, last name Mudd, he was just a master at it. One of the things they are doing, and I think is, I'm surprised they haven't done it yet, is if you saw the news today, one of the things they've approved is that in uh, the non-championship games, football games this this year, that they're going to be experimenting with using, uh, you know, uh, speakers and the helmets for the, you know, for the quarterback, and I guess for whoever on the defense. And so uh, yeah, instead of sense. having to flash signs, you just speak it straight to them, which would stop the whole thing of sign stealing. Cheating. Yeah. Yeah. That would stop that. Man, I'm surprised they hadn't done it before. They've had it in the pros for so long. So, Is there an argument for uh, – this is kind of a joke, but, like, is there an argument for, like, do whatever you want? If you can come to our games and video, if we're not creative enough to be able to fool you, great. Yeah, is that's that what a, the way it's – some people have put the what, onus, yeah, on on saying, "Hey, come up with better calls." I mean, well, that's the thing. I'm like, it's kind of like in baseball. If like everyone could just do steroids, it's like, well, if the pitchers can do it, so can the batters. So it's like, yeah. Well, that's I like mean, going. You go all the way back to Lance Armstrong and cycling, and you know he they found out he was doping and he lost all his titles. But the crazy thing when they went to try to find it to give it to the guy that was in second. 
He was doping. I'm sure everyone they was, got, I'm it, sure it was crazy was how many guys that they almost couldn't find somebody to give the title to because all the people had been in the top. So it was an equal playing field. Everybody was doing it. Like if no one had been doping, he would have still won all the titles. Yeah. And so everybody yeah. was doping. So, hey, he was just the best of the dopers. All right. I don't actually think that should be allowed that you can do whatever no. you want. But it is a funny idea. Who can be most creative with their signs? Who can uh, fool the other team? I agree. Um, all right, let's talk soccer. Let's start with our good, bad, and ugly, which may be challenging just because it, it really was. I mean, like, the week before you had the friendlies, and even before that, this week was just sort of, you know, nothing real, real exciting going on with the Americans abroad. The, the big buildup was... Milan Juventus game, uh, right? Historic moment that you had four Americans start the game, which has never happened right. before in one of the big Italy matches. I don't think you've ever had in any match in Italy four guys playing against each other at top teams. I can't imagine. Surely not. Um, obviously you had Pulisic and Musa for AC. You had right, uh, Weah. And Weston playing for Juventus. And, you know, it was billed as a big matchup. Greg Berhalter was there to watch him. You know, they interviewed him before the game. And, you know, it just turned out to be really a dud. Sort of a combination. Juventus, they play so defensively. But then, red card, one of the center backs for Milan got that red card early, and unfortunately, Pulisic became the sacrificial uh, goat, so to place, and he just, uh, they pulled him out, and so, just sort of anticlimactic. The sacrificial, the sacrificial goat, not the sacrificial lamb. Yep. I've never heard of that. Well, they uh, did. Well, hey, go to your Old Testament. They did sacrifice goats, too. I mean... People don't use that as a turn of phrase, though. No, typically. I know, but we'll start something sacrificial new. Sacrificial goat. Ballistic is a greatest goat, Greatest of all time. So yeah, there you go. The ballistic was the sacrificial goat. So was that one of your good, bad, or uglies? That was my That was my bad. It was The game just yeah. was. And just the game in general. Yeah, I heard someone describe it as a rugby match. Uh, speaking of that, the, Juve, uh, Juve likes to play that way. So yeah, they do. It was ugly. Speaking of that, the, uh, world cup of rugby finals are this Saturday. Uh, it ought to be pretty good. If you're interested in rugby, all it's New Zealand, the all blacks against South Africa. Well, that's a classic. It is South Africa. Two, I think won the last one. And so New Zealand's trying to, I think they've like, each won three, maybe. That's like a blue blood final. That's like a Kentucky UNC yeah, it basketball is. final it's or something. Awesome. That's like a Yeah, I don't even know wow. who you'd say. It's like a Liverpool I mean, Real Madrid. New Zealand's like the New Zealand's like the heavyweight of all time, right? Like I don't follow rugby very much, but they're like the They have yeah, they're the traditional, the intimidating all blacks and but South Africa won it last time and if you ever saw the movie Invictus. Yeah, they're yeah, they're good. Yeah. So it ought to be a really good match. I know that's sort of crazy, uh, probably not. But fifteen people in the United States will be watching that Saturday afternoon. But, but if we have any Britain or, or 
UK listeners, they uh, probably definitely. Yeah, they may. Are, they may. Uh, interested. Uh, I know they England made rugby. the semifinals and lost in the semifinals to South Africa, actually. Okay, well. Yeah, don't ask me why I'm up on up, all the soccer, so, but. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm in, in on the world? rugby. I do like rugby. We don't know what's happened in the soccer world. We I, just know what's happened we're in the rugby should, we're, world. We're into a rugby. Hey, maybe we need to do a rugby podcast next. Um, I mean, all I right. Know, uh, my good, the rules. uh, that was my bad. My good would be, uh, Geo, Geo getting in playing about 30 minutes and looked really, really good. And just the fact that he's healthy yeah. and he's going to play and hopefully we will see him play tomorrow. Uh, Dortmund plays Newcastle and they need it. That was that group of death. Yeah. It it really is. I think it's like the scoring is like four three two two or something crazy. It's tight. Well, the the Newcastle win over PSG kind of threw the group for a loop. So now it's kind of. I mean, Newcastle's on top of the group, so it's true. It's wide open. Anyone could. Yeah, I think anyone it, could get through. I think it's four three two one is the scoring. PSG's on three points. Yep. Uh, Milan's Milan on two. Is on two. Dortmund's on one. Yep. So. That ought to be really good. So it is. I think it's at three p.m. on Paramount. It um, is three p.m. Yeah, I'm Gio. I thought it looked really good. He was. I watched his cameo, and I thought he was really sharp. Um, just continued a lot of what you saw for the U.S. over the break. Just he picks up the ball in good spots, and then he just makes dangerous things happen. Like he just makes good passes. He's crafty on the ball. He he just he knows how to create good opportunities once he gets into kind of that final third phase of the fields. And he just, it seems like he just is got that creativity that um, is just so important for us as a national team when we just don't have a lot of that. And so I thought that he was really good in his little cameo. And yeah, so he really is. There, it, go ahead. Hopefully that gets him a start. I, I mean, I think he deserves well, it. He really I, I think does. he does too. And and it's not like they're they're struggling for points. Uh, and so, right. Hopefully, they'll see this that. Is a big, where is this game? No idea. Uh, Who they playing? I, know they I don't think at it's PSG. I don't think it's at. And Newcastle. then they played at home against Milan. So okay, maybe it's in Dortmund. Maybe I can't it's remember. in Dortmund. Oh, it pro- uh, they've all played one away and one home. One home. So yeah. I don't really. Yeah. Um, I know yeah, Newcastle so I, played I their he, last game at home, so whether that makes a difference. Yeah, and I, and I think he does, like, not just as an American, and we want Americans to play, but he's someone who I just feel like based off how he's played, the way Dortmund's been playing, he just deserves a start. Like, I, I just don't see how he doesn't, really. Well, we will we will see tomorrow. Excuse me. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. For sure. Good cover. Um. So that was my good. We sort of went bad, good, ugly, and we sort of alluded Not to this sure last that, time. I we don't did. know if that order uh, makes sense. No, it doesn't. But. but that's the way we did it. Um, we sort of alluded this last week, and the news finally was formalized that Tyler went under the knife again, surgery again, out three to four months. You know, best case scenario is maybe we get we see him in the – I think we play Nations League games next spring, maybe in May. And so maybe, 
you know, maybe we could he could be playing then, but you know, it's uh man, you just hope this isn't gonna be a chronic thing with him. Yeah, I that was one of my contenders for ugly. It is I regardless of I think he is important to the national team, even if some people don't or split on if he's a must be starter every game, if he's in that one of those four and they rotate or whatever, it is just sad for any player you see this young in their career to just be derailed by injuries. And I hate yeah, that for I, I mean, if you think about it, he missed half of his first Premier League season with Leeds, and now he's going to miss well over half of this one with Bournemouth. And so you just hate that. That is that sucks for, for any player, and I hate it for someone with the talent and potential of him. Yeah, and Bournemouth desperately needs him because they are they're in the danger of being relegated right now. Yeah, they are big time relegation contenders. So, and so, what are your good, bad, I mean, and ugly? The last thing about that is, I mean, by the time he gets back, they might have a different coach. So true, true. It, it's going to be interesting to see. They don't I have mean, the players. I, like, I mean, that's the problem. No. Well, the problem is they stayed up last year and they fired their coach, who's now at Wolves, and just beat them at the weekend. So yeah, it's uh, Gary O'Neill. So that's a bad look. But, I mean, and I don't – you want to give a manager who's trying to implement, like, a progressive style like this, like time. But I also understand as an ownership group that it's, you know, you went out on a limb to get this guy and then you're quarter of the way in the season and you're looking at relegation. Sometimes you're just like, we have to make a change just to – try and get out of this so it'll be interesting to see but uh, they may need to bring in players in january 1st before they yeah they're not they're not very stout in the midfield which is why it hurts a lot that tyler's not there so yeah. and they just haven't scored they aren't scoring much so um my um excuse me my um Good is uh, Austin Trusty with a start and one that um, so Sheffield did lose and they look surprised primed for uh, relegation to be fair, but he I thought was really good and I think Sheffield fans were actually really high on him after the game. I saw some people commenting about it and thought he put in a good shift and so you know even if they're a uphill battle to stay up to get over half a season, potentially, if he does start getting some regular starts where he's playing for a Premier League team. And then even if he, you know, goes down with them and they're one of the better championship teams. So it's a, I think it's a good spot for him where he's going to get to hopefully get some good playing time if he, you know, I think he had a good performance and he'd warrant some more playing time. So if he is rewarded with that, that would be awesome. But I think that's just a, that's a really positive thing especially when our center back pool has been so bleak to be honest lately that I'm I think that's just a hopefully a, a positive thing for the pool especially and someone to look at for the future for sure if he keeps getting regular playing time yeah absolutely um you know that when the only thing we do know is that if we're still dependent on Tim Ream come 2026 we're in trouble yeah, so, he had a no he offense had a, to Tim Ream, but and I love Tim, and I still think, you know, I think there's a good argument if we have to win a game tomorrow that Tim 
good chance as the starter. But you're yeah, right. I'm not going to be surprised if he starts in Copa America next yeah, summer. But he's clearly the even just watching Fulham played. Um, who'd they play the other day? Uh, Monday they played. They it played was Tottenham. Tottenham. And and Reem wasn't the one who gave away the balls. It was too bad giveaways at the back. But just his reaction time, his ability to sniff out danger when they're put in a bad spot like that. He just doesn't have the legs anymore. He's a he's not as quick, not as sharp in the, in that regard. Just when it comes to kind of last ditch defending and not kind of having the legs anymore, and you could clearly see it. And so, yeah, I I love Reem, but we do need some some youth. So trusty. Well, a lot of room. Times, uh, a great sign. Okay, what was your bad? My bad? Um, hold on, let me remember real quick. I remember had it the a bad. second ago. I know, there's just it's a lot to keep up with. Um, Sorry to text Where did you. it go? What? What do you mean? Well, while you're looking for your bad, I will say, uh, you know, speaking of center backs who did have a good week last week, um, Cameron Carter-Vickers seems to be back healthy. So yeah, he does. Uh, that's a good thing. He did make an appearance in the friendlies for us, but he does seem to be back playing. So that's good. That's another young guy that so youngish. I guess anybody younger than Reem is young. Yeah, that's true. Um, my uh, well, I'll do my ugly first. My ugly. It doesn't go in is, that order. Well, uh, you know. I'm more passionate about this one at the moment. My ugly is, um, and there's an American involved in this, so hang with me, is Queens Park Rangers. Um, (laughs) It's just a disaster. I mean, we are adrift at the bottom where I think we're actually only third to the bottom because Rotherham and uh, Sheffield Wednesday are just horrid. But... um, we it's a whole mess. Reggie Cannon did get his first start today and honestly was really solid. I thought he put in a really good performance. So that's encouraging from an American perspective and hopefully for QPR. But I I don't want to be one who's like shouting for managers to get fired. But he's uh, just Ainsworth's just out of his he's just out of his depth. And he loves the club, but he just he's out of his depth and so it's uh we got to make a change or we are going to be in league one real soon. But uh, yeah, Reggie Cannon, positive performance. One of the better players. He's an instant upgrade at right back for us. He, um, so he's going to pretty much play every game and play all the minutes as he's fit. And so that's, I mean, regardless, that's honestly great. Decent level getting that many minutes, especially for someone who's kind of not been with a club for a little bit to step in and be an every game starter. Yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, I mean, you know, he's probably never going to be more than a backup, but he gives us a different dimension. And, you know, if you ever right. want to switch into, you know, using a back three, he can play in that as well, which is something you would never get from Sergino Dest. Yeah, for sure. My uh, bad was, and it's not even his fault, but was uh, Pulisic having to get subbed off at uh, yeah. halftime. Yeah. Really, I mean, it was the only option, him or Giroud, pretty much, once they went a man down so early. And because they weren't going to take off Leal. So it was like, 
were either going to play with Leal and Pulisic up front or Leal and Giroud. And so one of them had to come off. And so that was a bit of a bummer. But yeah. uh, not on him. Just sort of, yeah, just, it was, uh, just sort of made the whole thing anticlimactic. Yeah. So hopefully, though, that means he'll get a start versus PSG tomorrow. He uh, a little more fresh than most of the other guys. And uh, Chukwueze is out, or Chuk- however you say his name. What's Chuk... Uh, I don't know. I will go with your pronunciation. I don't think anybody's going to correct us. Quasi. Sure. Um, he's out with an injury for a few weeks, so there's not a lot of option no. there at the winger spot for them. So, And Pulisic's been good. So I imagine he'll surely get the start in the yeah, game. Yeah, I can't imagine. But... I can't imagine. If he started against Juventus, I don't think there's any reason he wouldn't start against PSG. For um, sure. And that's a huge game for them. They they got to get a result. Huge game. Yeah, they do. They're sitting at two points. So, uh, hopefully we'll yep, see both him and Musa playing. Because the thing is, if if PSG, if Milan was to lose and say Newcastle won, then it comes, I mean, they're in a huge hole with any chance of actually getting out of it at that point. Because um, yeah. Newcastle will be on seven and PSG will be on six points. So, that that they it's a must result for them. Even if it's just a point, they got to get a result. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah. At worst, they need to they need to get the draw. For sure, and I think that game is at three p.m. It's on Paramount Plus as well. It so is all your Champions League and Europa League coverage you can find on Paramount Plus. I uh, was watching some rather dull games on there today. Um, yeah, did you watch PSV? Them. I did a bit of a snooze fest that first half. It uh, was. Hey, Tillman got the got an assist. I mean, he did make the pass to the guy who then <laughs> yes, scored he did. a Galazzo. So I it guess was, he does well, get hey, an assist for that. That's about like Wea's assist last weekend. Well, and Dest almost had an assist to Chucky Lozano that was almost the exact same, and Chucky put it off the post. So uh, we are going for the easy assists. All right. Yeah. That's all it takes. Just got to put the pad right the feet. stats. Um, that's right. Pad the stats. Hey, we'll take it. Hey, they're starting, so that's good. Good to see both of them start. None of them started. None of the three Americans started. I will say this: that uh, I think it was last game that uh, all three of them played. And this is a stat for you: uh, Pepe had one minute and one yellow card. Pretty good. Yeah, that is. That's, that's getting in, uh, it's getting in the action. I mean, I've definitely seen a guy come on and make like the most of your minute. card within yeah. two minutes kind of deal. So it is not unheard of. Um, no, but for a but, striker. Yeah, that is funny. I uh Brendan Aronson also got a start today. He uh I did not watch that game because I was watching both the QPR and the PSV game, so it was one too many games to keep up with, but I from Twitter, some people said, well, about halfway through the game, they'd said he was okay, but he'd missed a pretty decent chance from the penalty. Mm. Not a penalty, but from that uh, shot from there. And then they ended up losing 1-0 to Napoli. So I don't know a whole lot about his game. I don't know if you saw any of it. No, I did not see any of his game either. I think that most of us were tuned into the PSV game. So just three Americans. It's hard to resist in comparison to watching Union Berlin play these days. Yeah, they're struggling this year, for sure. Yeah, they are. So, which is, uh, I feel like that happens a lot, a team that 
maybe overachieve slightly the year before, and then they get into Europe and more of a bigger schedule. They make some different changes signing-wise, then it's like maybe just a step too much for the club. So it'll be a bit back to reality kind of season probably for them. Yeah, it was a surprise. I guess their Stuttgart is this year's Union Berlin. So, right. Well, they've got that one guy though who's scoring like You're crazy fifteen goals this season already. Yeah. So, yeah, that might not be quite as much a fluke because he's just an animal. He is. He's What's making look Kane it's look that... second rate. And I mean, literally, I mean, Kane's only got nine uh, goals. Uh, he did score today though against. Uh, Galatasaray, I believe they were playing. Yeah, that's who they played. So, uh, yeah. So, what else? Anyway. Okay, we know tomorrow the Champions League game, so people ought to be looking for that if you can. Again, that's at three o'clock on Paramount Plus. Um, I'm trying to think of anything coming up this weekend that people want to keep um, an eye on that I, you can think of. I have the fixture list. Um, well, I don't have for the upcoming weekend. I have till Friday. So tomorrow we have a couple championship games with Juan Holmes, Hajirai. Celtic plays Atletico Madrid. Then you got PSG, AC Milan, Newcastle, Dortmund. Um, you got another championship game with London Gooch. Uh, Thursday, you got the Europa League action. I... Honestly, none of them look like they're just killer games, to be fair. Uh, and then Friday, Crystal Palace, Tottenham. Who knows? Maybe uh, Crystal Palace, after their shellacking this weekend, will get a Chris Richards start, maybe. That'd be... It's possible. I doubt it, but uh, that'd be fun. Um, Looking ahead to then, the weekend, uh, you've got... Yeah, uh, a lot of people play Saturday. Yeah, Milan it's plays like Sunday. That, this would be a good game, Milan-Napoli. They yeah, play on Saturday. Be a big one. Yeah. That's uh Napoli's dipped a little bit their form this season, but uh they obviously have. still a very good team. So I mean Usman, I think, is one of the best strikers in the world still. So let's see. You've got I'm trying to look and see where we got Americans playing. Arsenal plays Sheffield, so maybe Austin Trusty will see him. I don't know if I want to against Arsenal. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, Kaliosho, Burnley and Bournemouth play Saturday. Yeah, I did not watch that game. He didn't start, but I heard rumblings. He wasn't great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I heard the same thing. Trying to see anything else that st stands out to me. I don't see anything really. Um, so anything else we want to hit on while we're here? I know it was sort of a, as we said, it was kind of a down week as far as just not a whole lot going only, on to talk about. I did. Oh, yesterday I tuned in for a little bit. Christopher Lund was playing because uh, they had a game on. Monday afternoon, and they were actually down. Uh, How did you find that game? Uh, who, who does he play for? It was on Palermo. It was on some – every now and then they'll show a Serie B game of the week or whatever okay. on – it was on, like, Fox something. Ah, okay. It was on YouTube TV. Gotcha. So, yeah, that I mean Fox Sports, uh, too, they show. 
Yeah, or something like that. And they'll show kind of like how the championship, like they'll be like one or two games and air to yeah. one or two games they show on ESPN plus. It was kind of like that for Syria B. I didn't and know so that. it was on Monday afternoon. Palermo uh Spezia or Spezia. Um and Palermo was down two oh pretty deep in the second half and came back and tied. Uh, Lund had an assist on the first goal. So uh, not too shabby. Um, and so, and then uh, one other, uh, one other thing I wanted to highlight is uh, you, I don't know if you know who uh, Rokas Puxtas is. He, uh, he's been, he was on the U20. He's been on U20 world cup roster and He's uh he's center mid for uh Croatian club Hajik Split, and he was actually um one of the like 100 uh players nominated for like the Golden Boy or whatever under 20 players. Him, I think the only Americans nominated were him, and I don't even remember who else was nominated. Uh. can't remember what other American there was one other American nominated on the list um but he was on there and he was really he was like a starter for them early in the season he's been out for like two months but he's just come back into training so a lot of people are pretty high on him he's like a center mid okay, eight so ten hybrid. one for the future then yeah so um but uh yeah it was a bit of a a mid weekend in terms of you know no like giant performances from anyone really in the pool but there weren't a ton of disappointments necessarily it was just you know what was that noise it was a video that got clicked on accidentally ten hog nice ten hog was defending man you oh lord yeah they did didn't they win today yeah, they did. They won two to one. McGuire oh, no, scored. I saw McGuire I scored. Mean, I'll so, be honest. So all you people bad mouthing bad McGuire. He has not been that bad lately. I uh, well, I mean, he set the bar so low last year. That's true, but he's been good for England, and he's been pretty good for United the past two games. Yeah. So, a resurgence. I mean, Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. Uh, it's crazy that United's current two best players, well, no, the three best players are uh, Harry Maguire, uh, McTominay, and uh, Bruno Fernandez. That's their three <laughs> best players right now. McTominay scores like every other match. Yeah, he, plays. he does. He does. That's great. I saw that uh, Harry Maguire has uh, as many goals as Rashford this year for United. <laughs> that's a stat for you. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, isn't there a Duncan McGuire? Yeah. Didn't he play for did he play for the U twenty three? He played for the, he's gonna probably play for the Olympic team. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. US. I was I was thinking England, but yeah, he plays for the US. He just played for the U twenty threes. He's yeah. a Orlando City boo yeah, player. He pl- uh, plays for Orlando City, which we don't like, but he's been on fire, so Oh, he has. And he scored another nice one in MLS the last game of the year the yeah, other day. Over the weekend. So, so we'll see what he does in yeah. the MLS so playoffs. I know because Orlando's not bad. So. No, they're not. Well, they're him. So they're decent, but he's been scoring crazy. 
think he's yeah, got so he's be, got um, four goals in October. I would love to see him kind of break out in the playoffs a little bit. Kind of have some big performances. That would be uh, pretty awesome. All right. Well, but, we've looked ahead he, he to the weekend. Go ahead. He kept doing it for U23s. Yeah. Um, and so not just for club, he also went out there and played pretty well for the U.S. So. He is. So hopefully they'll keep it up through the Olympics next summer. And uh, right, go USA. All right. You want your trivia? Probably not, but let's go with it anyway. Okay. Um, all right. Just one second. Sorry. Pulling it up. Also, nice. The Phillies are losing to the Diamondbacks right now. Let's go. Um, yeah, I know. All right. There are four Americans to score more than one goal at the World Cup. Can you name the four of them? Uh, four Americans scored more than one goal in the World Cup. Crazy, it's only four. Well, I mean, you think about it. We've never scored tons of goals at the World Cup. I know, but still. There's like um, a ton of guys who've scored one. Hmm. How about did Landon? I know Landon scored. I can think of the big one he scored against what Algeria was it? I mean, this is sad. If you can't get at least two of these, I'm going to be like, it will be. Was Landon one of them or no? Yes. I mean, come on. He scored five. I know. I mean, that would be my first guess. He scored, like, the most famous goal ever against Mexico in the round of 16. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He was young then. He also, he's, I mean, he scored against, like, Slovenia, scored against Algeria, scored against Ghana. Ghana. Yeah. I can uh, remember the Ghana and the Algeria ones. I forgot the Mexico. So he scored a lot um, of goals. Brian McBride. Brian McBride, three goals. Um... One of them, I'd be absolutely floored if you got it. Great. Uh, Kobe? No. Oh. Uh, all right, you get one more miss. I get one more. Well, good gosh. Yeah, this is not hard, this other um, one. It's not hard. It probably would be for me. How about... Uh... need to keep a scoreboard of trivia and how much better I do on average than you do. Yeah, you do better just on this. Um, trying to think of the one that I, that you say I wouldn't know. No, don't think of that one. Think of the easy one first. Okay. Uh, Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey has four goals. There's one more. I'll even tell you the World Cup, 1934. Oh, please. Hokey Gajon, who? Bert Patinod. Oh, of course. That was on the tip of yeah, my Bert. tongue. I should have known that. because Four goals in that World well, Cup. I should have known that from looking up. That was when we finished in the semifinals. Four, 
four goals in one World Cup. I mean, yeah. that is absolutely fire. That is. That's that big. Uh, they didn't. They, they only played like he only played like yeah. We three games. We finished and we came in the semis in 1950. Sorry. No, that was 1930. 1930. Yeah. 1930. Sorry, this is 1934 World oh, Cup. Oh, excuse me. 34. Yeah, a much bigger World yeah. Cup by then. All right. And then this is the other one I was <laughs> going to ask you. So I'll just, if you know it real fast, I'll okay. just. Okay, uh, fast. There's this, you're not. There's three players who have played one World Cup game and scored in that game. Can you name them? That U.S. Yeah, three U.S. players who have played in one game in World Cup and scored in that game. Three players played in one game. Two of them you could get. One of them, I believe, was also in the 1934 World Cup. I'm just trying to think who played just one game. They're both still professional. Two of them are still professional players. Really? And they only played in one game? Yep. Remember, we missed a World Cup. Yeah, I know, but... Josie? One. What? How about Josie? No. No, he played in No. I have no idea. He probably played. Yeah, I'm just Um, thinking they only played in one. John Anthony Brooks. He only played played in one. Played against Ghana. That's the only game he played in? Yeah, scored that header. Yeah, 2014 World Cup is the only one he was in. Wow. The other one, also the 2014 World Cup, Julian Green against Belgium. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one that they the other brought was, him uh, in. The other was a uh, 1934 World Cup. Aldo Danelli. Can't believe you didn't get that one. Yeah, Aldo. Aldo was no. That's the one I knew. I was trying to. I knew that one. I was trying to look right. to the other ones. Right. Aldo Danelli. I mean, come yeah, on, okay. legend. <laughs> legend of the game. Yes. He. Yes. Old Aldo. It is funny. They were all a bunch of Italians from St. Louis, I think, weren't they? That's right. All these guys. Bert, Bert Patton. I mean, Bert Patton. Four goals in one World Cup. He must have been up there for Golden Ball. Yeah, absolutely killer. Probably was. They didn't even have the gold. Did they have the Golden Ball back then? Probably not. No, I think they had but, the Golden Boot, I mean, but not the Golden Ball. Yeah. I mean, he might have been up there for the Golden Boot too. I mean, four. That's a no, that was tally. pretty strong back then. Yeah, because they didn't play all the matches they have a chance to now. Yeah. So you never know. All right. Well. Well, that's all I have. That's yeah. Well, that's good. It's late. I'm tired. Um, hopefully, we will have more to talk about next week. We got big games tomorrow. See what happens there, and some really good matchups this weekend, especially. And not even talking about Americans, but you have uh, Real. Uh, Madrid and Barcelona play this weekend. Oh yeah, and uh, Jude Bellingham cannot stop scoring. Scored again today. He got hurt it's... today. It, really? Yeah, he did. So I didn't watch. I just saw the goal. Yeah, he came out. Dang. He he came out. He's injured. So we'll see. Oh, that would how be... much that would be. That, that would, would be, be so bad upsetting. for the yeah. 
That'd be so upsetting because, I mean, I can't think of a guy who plays this a center mid who's had this kind of impact in – I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of goals he scored already. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It, it, it's been crazy. Uh, okay, so those are your soccer Wild. matchups. That's the big, that's a biggie, Real. Real and Barcelona. Um, Man City, Milan, Man U play, and Milan-Napoli. Yes, a couple big, big couple rivals going up against it. So, and as far as non-soccer, uh, rugby, Florida. rugby World Cup final, Georgia, Florida. It'll be a couple good ones. Yeah, there you go. All right. And I mean, you cannot forget Falcons at Titans. I mean, that is just. I mean, come on. Two behemoths. Don't get me on the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get yeah, me on done. that. Over uh, 500. Gosh. Desmond Ritter. We are over 500. Accounted for six turnovers in the last two games. Three fumbles, oh, three I interceptions. Mean, yeah, yeah, the fumbles. Uh, the one on the goal line was uh, quite painful. Yeah. Well, he, he lost three fumbles inside the 20-yard line of the opponent. Yeah, but. But there was one on the one. Like I on know, the yeah. Well, he's line. going in for a touchdown, and they knock it out. I saw that too. Yeah. So that was, anyway, uh, that one was tough. And that on that note, that now I'm really, really anyway. depressed. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I will tweet out the schedule of all the games for the weekends and the times of all the Americans playing. Uh, just follow us at Americans Abroad Pod. We uh, I tweet about some of the games. I'll tweet out where you can watch everything, all that good stuff. Give us a follow. And give us a rating on the pod and a, and a follow as well. On that note, we will say goodnight. And as always, go USA.